and welcome once again to another episode of The Dark Place. This is a podcast series that delves deep into the, some of the most haunting and perplexing cases in recent memory. I'm your host, Adam, and tonight we are going to be exploring the tragic case of Sung Hee Cho. Sorry, just a moment. A few little problems. But we, before we begin tonight, please go check out our Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, and Instagram, The Other People Show. On April 16th, 2007, the world was shaken by a horrifying incident at Virginia Tech University, a university in Blacksburg, Virginia. Sung Hee Cho, a 23-year-old student at the university, committed one of the deadliest and horrific school shootings in United States history, leaving 32 people dead and many, many more injured before taking his own life. In this episode, we're going to be attempting to unravel the complex narrative behind the tragedy, why it occurred, and we're going to be exploring Cho's early life, his struggles with mental health, and the warning signs that were totally missed in the aftermath of the shooting. But first, let's begin by some background information on Cho. Now, Cho was born in South Korea and later on moved to the United States. He... Hmm. Now, he, um, he had a history of mental illness. And in November of 2005, he re- received his first <clears throat> of several, several mental consultations at the university. The following month, he was briefly held at the psychiatric hospital after a roommate feared he was suicidal. Following the release, a court found him to be no danger to himself, but he was ordered to go into an outpatient treatment center. University counselors noted that he was troubled, but he, he expressed no homicidal thoughts. And after 2005, Cho had no known contact with any mental health service people. Now, Cho moved over from his family with his family, South Koreans, when he was about eight years old in 1992. He lived in uh, first Maryland, and then they settled in the, in the Fairfax, Virginia area. He was known um, being shy, almost to the point of being mute. Um, he would only answer in yes and no sentences, or yes and no responses, had very little eye, eye contact, and when he was younger, in elementary school, he had a, a couple of friends. He was never really a social butterfly. 
and he actually did well in school early on. Now, as high, high school came around, he um, become, he became more withdrawn. He even spoke less than he did before. And he was put into um, classes for uh, mentally uh, disabled children, or uh, teens, I guess. But he didn't stay in that for long. It didn't help him. And then his grades seemed to improve, um, and he was a fairly decent student. He really never reported had to have any uh, contact with anyone outside of his family. He had no friends in high school. He had no girlfriend in high school either. <clears throat> so when he was entering Virginia Tech, he was first going to be a computer, um, I think it was a computer engineer. His grades suffered severely, so he switched over to being an English major, which made his grades even more severely went down. But there were many, many signs, and, and people seemed to pick up on that when, when Cho was in the classroom. In one of his classes at Virginia Tech, he would often uh, wear sunglasses and a hat inside the room. He would never participate in group activities. He would never uh, answer incomplete sentences and often sign the enrollment sheet as question mark. So he became known as the question mark kid. He would often write um, violent stories and he gave a lot of the female and male classmates um, the creeps. One time, he, he, lived, uh, he lived in the dorm with his two roommates, and they said, you know, the first, uh, the first year, they, they tried to, uh, you know, get along together, invited him uh, out on a social gathering and to one of their girlfriend's house, or dorms, I guess. All Cho did was pull out a knife and start stabbing the carpet with a the knife. They never again asked him to go out on a social gathering again. Cho was also known to live in somewhat a, of a, quote, fantasy world. He had a girlfriend that he made up. Her name was Jelly, and she was, was from outer space. And he told this to several students on multiple occasions. It was his imaginary girlfriend. Now, did he really think this? Or was he just trying to be odd? Was he trying to... Um, Get attention? Who's to say? Who's to say? So, Cho, from his earlier diagnosis, was uh, diagnosed with a mood disorder. And he also was uh, asked to go to counseling. So he went uh, only as much as he possibly could. His mother and father also thought something was wrong, and they were, they were deeply religious in, in the Christian faith, and even asked the minister to, to help. And the minister had said that he has um, demons within him. He never would, like I said, never did look anyone in the eye, always quiet, would write these violent, violent 
stories in class. Even one teacher at Virginia Tech had students, less and less students coming to the class each, each time. And she finally asked, and come to find out, a lot of students were leaving the class because Cho was in the class. She asked the superintendents to remove Cho from the class, or she would resign. They removed Cho from the class. Cho was falling further and further behind in schoolwork as well. He was on disciplinary probation for his academics and was only given one more semester to pull up his grades. Let's move to a little bit more of the timeline. In February and March of 2007, Cho purchased, purchased several guns. At 7.15 on April 16th, he began the attack. So let's go through a little bit of the timeline because if, if you, it's kind of like everyone saw the signs of Cho as he is, as he was. He was an odd guy. He, he obviously had, it was disturbed. He had some mental disorders. He had, um, he was very uh, inward drawn. He never really showed any emotion. He never really gave his grand, he, his grandfather even had said he was never embraced me as his, his grandfather. He's never given me a hug. He's never really seen him show any affection to any family member. So let's go through a little bit of a timeline and piece together kind of how Cho ended up committing one of the most heinous school shootings in history. It actually was the deadliest mass shooting in modern day history until 2016 when 49 people were killed at the nightclub in Orlando, Florida. So on December 13th, 2005, Cho is ordered by a judge to seek outpatient care after making suicidal remarks to his roommates. The same roommates that we talked about earlier that did not invite him out to another social gathering just due to the fact that he was acting odd and stabbing the, the carpet with a, with a knife. And I failed to mention there were also numerous occasions where Cho would get his telephone and take pictures of female students' legs from underneath the desks. <clears throat> he was evaluated at Carolina St. Alban Mental Health Facility. So that's in December 2005. February 9th, 2007, Cho picks up a Walther P29 pistol he purchased online on, in February from an, from an out-of-date state dealer, J&D Pawn Shop in Blacksburg. It's across the street from Virginia Tech. March 2007, Cho purchases a 9mm Glock and 50 rounds of ammunition from Roanoke Firearms for $571. April 16, 2007, police are notified in a 911 call there, that there are at least two shooting victims in the West Ambler, John, uh, Ambler Johnston Hall, a four-story co-ed dorm on the campus and housed housed approximately 895 to 900 students. So 
Cho has kind of had a, a relationship where he has somehow slipped through the cracks because throughout his life, he has shown signs that he may, may be autistic. He um, is extremely shy. He might be uh, almost to the point of being mute. He either thought that being strange and odd would get him attention or he was doing things to shun attention but actually brought him more bizarre attention, like signing his name on the um, on the enrollment sheet as question mark, wearing sunglasses in class, wearing a hat, and so forth. He also tried to be odd or quirky or weird by saying that he had a girlfriend named Jelly from outer space. Now, we really don't know 100%, but we do know Cho was a narcissist. Because at 9 o'clock, Cho mails a package containing a video, photographs, and writings to NBC New York, and NBC doesn't receive it until two days later due to an incorrect address on the package. So, in the middle of this, Cho has written a manifesto, not in the middle, excuse me, uh, prior to this, he has written a manifesto, included uh, some of the pictures, one of the pictures I posted in the uh, earlier today, of him with a vest, hang, handguns, and he is telling um, everyone, NBC, how he feels. So at 9.26, the school sends out an email stating that a shooting took place and to stay inside. Now, several students, upon hearing the fact that there was a shooting, immediately thought of Cho. The writing was on the wall there for everyone to see. But like I said, somehow, this, sometimes, often, the system fails and he slipped through the cracks. And this tragedy occurred. At 9.45 a.m., 911 calls report a second round of shootings in the classroom at Norris Hall. So not only did he shoot two people at West Ambler Hall, Johnston Hall, 15, uh, about 20 minutes later, gunshots can be heard coming from Norris Hall, and the that's the Engineering Science and Mechanics building. At 9.50, please stay put email goes out again to notify students that a gunman is loose on the campus. At 9.55, five minutes later, Universal University officials send a third message about the second shooting and saying, stay put. 10.16, this is kind of uh, random, classes are canceled. That seems to be the, the first thing um, the common logic would dictate is there's a shooter on the loose. Oh, what, what's the answer to number three? I don't, I don't think people care at this point. Now at 10:53, this is about 40 minutes later after the cancel uh, classes are canceled. Email goes out. Students receive an email about Norris Hall with a second line uh, saying a second shooting reported. Police have one gunman in custody. At 12:42, Vice President Charles Steiger issues a statement saying that people are being released from campus buildings, and that uh, he announces that canceled classes are canceled for the next day as well. April 17th, 2007, 
Virginia Tech policemen announced that they have been able to identify the gunman at Norris Hall. That person is Sung Hee Cho. He was a 23-year-old South Korean here in the U.S. as a resident alien. Like we said, Cho mailed out a, po- a, p- a package earlier. It gets there two days later after the shooting because of the address. But it's announced that they've received the package containing pictures and written material which they believe to be from Cho sent between the shootings. So he's written this. He goes to shoot, takes out two students, ends their lives, has this package with him in a book bag, places it in the mail, and then continues his rampage. So... You know, you just have to think. Because the day of the shooting, Cho had this planned. This wasn't some random act. Now, Cho never does say in his manifesto that he sent why exactly triggered him to do this. What exactly pushed him over the line. He does have a lot of narcissistic verbiage in wordage in the in the messages he he's calling people um demonic apostles of satan and that they're getting what they deserve but on the day of the shooting cho had this arranged he knew what he was going to do he chained the doors of a classroom building shut and proceeded to carry out meticulously planned attack You have to think of this. He's alienated everyone around him for one reason or another. Maybe he was a a psychopath from the beginning. It's obvious that everyone around him knew the kid had some problems. And they tried to solve the problems. Each and every way, he was sent to a mental health professional or facility. And for some reason or another, he was able to take... Fake his way through. Now, how would he fake his way through if he doesn't talk that much? I'm not one to say because I don't know the answer to that. But you have to think that he knew this rampage of his would last hours. And I think he knew that at the end of this rampage, he was going to take his own life, which he ended up doing. So he sends the package out, continues his rampage with handguns, shotguns until he feels surrounded until he feels surrounded by the police closing in so what does he do he commits suicide so after the um, the aftermath of this Virginia Tech shooting had far far reaching consequences it's led to a lot of university safety protocols, gun control debate, and discussions on the intersection of mental health and violence. How was Cho able to purchase the guns, weapons, ammunition used? Shouldn't they have got some uh, mental health records back? They didn't. 
And if they did get those back, shouldn't they prohibit him from being able to get a gun? Now, just because you can't get a gun illegally, or legally, excuse me, doesn't mean that you're not going to get a gun. If Cho wanted the gun, he was going to find a way to get a gun one way or the other. But the fact that he went through the channels and it was and the channels failed. The channels failed either because they didn't care, they didn't know exactly what to do, they were trying to rush the sale. Who's to say? We don't know. But it's also this tragedy has highlighted the importance of identifying and, and addressing signs of, of mental illness, uh, especially mental illness, um, you know, cases where people are in such distress, like Sung Hee Cho. But it goes to show you that several, several people, and there's been, uh, there's been a, at least one that's uh, kind of reached out and said they were on, um, campus the day that this happened they weren't directly in in harm's way or any anything like that but it just made me think that you know how many people on that campus knew that it was cho that did this half a dozen people came forward and they heard they said when they hear or heard gunshots or there was a shooter on the school property they immediately thought of Cho so if the students could easily identify this how did Cho get these weapons why did Cho do this did he feel really alienated was he bullied there was never real any indication that that was a factor I'm sure that he was at some point in his life if he doesn't speak you know how children children can be. But I do hope that in the years following this tragedy that we still continue to think of the families of the victims and the survivors that have worked tireless, tireless, tireless. They've worked really hard to ensure the memory of their loved ones live on. And they are advocating for gun, uh, gun uh, safety and awareness and um, advocate for positive changes in, in the community. So I really want to say that uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Dark Place. And we hope that this exploration into uh, this case, I hope it sheds a little bit of light on Sung Hee Cho. There's, there's so much more that I could cover. But um, if you uh, enjoy this type of thing and, and getting information in, about cases, I suggest you, you go look up this case. Dr. Grande has a, a very good um, video about this. So we do hope that we, you stay informed, engage in, in discussion surrounding mental health and violence, and kind of get to know and, and, and keep a lookout because there might be someone you know or that I know. But if someone you know, someone you love is struggling with mental health, please seek help or show them that you love them and that you care. Because remember, 
understanding and empathizing can make a difference in someone's life. Could it have made a difference in Cho's? He seemed to come from a loving family. There was no um, mental or physical abuse done to him. From what I could tell from the research, he may have been bullied once or twice, but it wasn't an ongoing thing in his life. So was he already created, or did the society create the monster? Do some research on your own and, and tell me what you think. So please stay tuned for more episodes in the future as we dive into other challenging cases and subjects. There's going to be a few changes uh, in the upcoming, probably starting uh, November. So thank you for tuning in to The Dark Place. You all have a good night.